What's the best way to get out of business debt? Is there a difference between good and bad debt? Should I be working at trying to get out of debt? These are all questions that we're going to tackle in today's episode with Gina Knox. Hello, sunshine, and welcome back to the Gold Biz Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. Today, we are tackling part number two of this series with Gina Knox. The first episode, we talked all about finances and saving money in your business to hit your savings goals. Now, this episode, we're talking all about debt. She tackles it all. We're going to get into it. It's a really, really good episode. But before anything, make sure you leave a review on the Gold Biz Podcast so that I can see what you're loving the most about it. I always love reading those, and then I can also share the love in return. But without further ado, let's dive into it because there are tons of golden nuggets in this episode. Get your notebooks ready because here we go. Okay, Gina, you're back for part two. We had so much fun on the first episode and it just flowed so well. And then we kind of touched base on debt at the very end. We're like, this is going to be a really good part two episode. So here we are. We're back. (laughs) I'm so excited. But talking about debt, let's just kind of like set the tone a little bit, set the vibe. So I feel like there's this thing around debt that it's always bad. Um, Can you kind of talk about like the difference between good and bad debt and what that kind of looks like? First of all, I think that I want to set the tone and say there's no such thing as good or bad debt. There's just cheap debt and expensive debt. And I I think that it's, you know, that's semantics in a way, but I think that it's really important to set the tone that you're like bad debt Mm -hmm. just sounds like a judgment. (laughs) on you, right? Versus expensive debt is just like a fact. So I want to start there. There's no such thing as good debt or bad debt. There's just expensive debt and cheap debt. And then there's also how you decide to use debt or how you ended up in debt, which can kind of sometimes be what feels good or bad, right? I think that if we accidentally end up in debt as a last resort, because we have something that comes up and we don't have cash or we're like strapped, it can feel bad. Mm -hmm. But when we intentionally go into debt, it can feel good, even if it's the same cost. So I think that it's interesting how like the context of why you're in debt can very often dictate how you feel about it. But yeah, I would say there's only expensive debt and cheap debt. And sometimes I should say too, expensive debt doesn't have to mean it's not worth it. There are lots of things that are expensive that are worth it. And I've had very expensive debt that has created a very, very, very high ROI, and it was absolutely worth it. So it also has to do with how you're using the debt, what you're using the debt for, and are you intentionally creating an ROI with the things you're using the debt for? So that's very up here. We'll, we can get into more specifics, but that's my general answer to start us off. I love that answer too, because that just helps shift that mindset too. Because there's been so there's been investments that I'm like, do it. Can I afford this right now? I mean, probably shouldn't, but my ROI in it was so worth it. And so, like, yes, that was a good investment. Yeah, you know, like I and I just I love that that you were you put it into that phrase of not good or bad because yeah, then we have that idea of, oh, we can't spend any money. We can't do this. And I, you know, you build shame around it. And so like, then you think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so crappy with finances. I'm not good. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, it gets in your head and in all the mindset. So I feel like 
that's going to tie nicely and just lead into our next topic of just mindset around debt. Like, what do you suggest for someone that has a poor mindset or just isn't quite there? How can we set ourselves up to have good mindset about it? Yeah. So I would say starting there, right? With like, there's no such thing as good debt or bad debt. And debt doesn't mean anything about you. Whether you have it or not doesn't mean anything about you, anything about the legitimacy of your business or anything. Now, I will say that there's not a difference, I should say, but there is a different way of thinking about and talking about personal debt versus business debt. So for the extent of this conversation, we're going to talk about business debt, but it all applies to personal debt as well. When it comes to business debt, I think there's just a couple things. Number one, recognizing that it's incredibly common and normal for nearly all businesses to use debt at one point or the other. I think that especially in like the online space, there's a lot of conversation around not using debt. And I just want to normalize that most businesses use debt. I Mm -hmm. worked at QuickBooks for five years. In that time there, I interviewed over 400 businesses. Most of them use debt. Most of the businesses you know use debt. In fact, the mm-hmm. biggest businesses that you know, the conglomerates, the Coca-Colas, the Zooms, the Procter & Gambles, I guarantee you are all using debt because debt is just a financial tool. So if you're beating yourself up for using debt, I would really ask why. Why are you beating mm-hmm. yourself up when everybody's using it? And usually the answer is, especially when we're, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, or just, you know, like freelancers, we still very much have a hard time separating our businesses from our personal identities. And when it comes to personal finance, a lot of the stories is debt is bad. Debt means you're spending frivolously. What are you doing buying, you know, designer bags, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to business, we spend money to make money. And so normally when I Mm -hmm. see people have shame about business debt, it's because they're bringing a personal finance mentality into their business. And it's like really assessing, is that helpful or not? Oh, that's such a good way to look at it too. And can you also clarify what you mean by using debt? Yeah, using debt. So I want you to think about it this way. I want you to think about debt as a service, like any other service that you pay for in your business. You pay for the service of having access to capital, access to cash. And in order to pay for that service, you pay a service fee. It's called interest, right? I pay tons of service fees to different companies in my business. I pay Kajabi nearly $2,000 a year to host my courses. I pay ClickUp every month. I pay Airtable every month. I pay Google for my professional Gmail account. I'm paying all way more money than I ever pay in interest, by the way. I'm paying all of these service fees. Interest is just a service fee. And the service that I'm buying is access to capital. So if I want to use debt, I'm going to ask myself, what does my business need right now for me to hit my income goal? Whether it's like we're recording this at the end of 2023. So I may be thinking Mm -hmm. about 2024. What are my income goals for the year? What do I need to hit that goal? okay, great. Here's a list of things that I may need. And do I have enough capital to fund all of those things? If the answer is no, could I use debt? It may be a credit card. It may be a small business loan. It may be a line of credit. It may be anything that you can have access to. But if I am thinking, what does my business need and how do I fund those things? And then if I'm using debt to fund some or all of those things, then I'm just paying a service fee for access to capital to get the things that my business needs. And if I choose correctly, 
if I'm investing in the right things, I will create an ROI that will pay for the interest and then some. So I think that like when we really think about it like that, it's so much more neutral. Like notice how, and this is not to you, Rachel, but notice to the audience how I am just sitting here evaluating opportunities. I'm not freaking out about, oh my God, I'm getting backed into a corner and I have to use debt. And that means I'm bad. And that means my business is failing because I don't have cash. None of that. It's just like, oh, this is a service I can use. Does it make sense to use it? Yes or no? Yeah, I love it. And I love that we are circling back to like what we talked about in our first part one about just staying neutral and like neutralizing our feelings around it. And that's a, that's, that's good. Some, some good context to that. So then I think people are always like, oh, trying to get out of debt and all that stuff. And I know we're talking about business debt for the sake of this episode. Is that something that people should be working to get out of? So say they do find this opportunity that like, yes, I want to invest in this. I want to open a line of credit for it. It's going to give me a really good ROI. Should their first priority be then to pay that back? Or do you think that that's okay to kind of like chip away at? What are your thoughts on people paying it back and what that should look like. I know it's going to be different for everyone, but. Okay. This is a great question. And I think I'm just solidifying a new way of answering this right on the spot. Perfect. If, if debt is just access to capital and I got access to that capital and I used it to invest in my business and then I made an ROI. So let's say I invested $10,000 into a mastermind and I used a credit card to do it. And now in that mastermind, I've made Mm $20,000. Amazing. Now I have an, I've doubled my investment. The question is, do I pay off the 10K, leaving me with 10K left for now? Because ideally you would make more. For now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hold on to my 20K. And I think the answer is, again, like money is a resource in your business. Is where is that resource best used? Is it best used in this moment to pay off the debt so that you stop paying interest? Or is it best used somewhere else? And the answer is always going to vary. There's no like one size yeah. question. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with, it's so many factors. Wow. It's like, okay, I have 20K. I have 10K on a credit card. I could pay it off, leaving me with 10K. Okay. If I have 10K left, how long will that last me? For some businesses, that will last six months. For my business, that would last about a week. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And so if I only had, again, in my business, if that's only going to last me a week and I have 20K in my account and that's it, no way in hell I'm paying off the credit card right now. I need access to that capital to keep the runway going. If you only spend $2,000 a month in your business and that 20K will last you 10 months, by all means, let's pay it off. You have a lot of runway. So Mm-hmm. So many things to consider. It's like, how long will the money last you? What does your cash flow for the next 90 days look like? Are you going to need that money? Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to pay off the debt, run out of money, and then be forced back into debt because we don't have cash. So that's kind of the biggest consideration. And then again, I have a finite budget. I have finite dollars in my account and I have finite access to capital. What is the best use of that capital? in order to continue running the business smoothly, but also growing it. And that's where you're going to have to really get intimate with your finances and intimate with your business and what your business needs for you to hit the next level, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And that's, 
That's so good to know. And good, I think, for people to hear that maybe they realize that, yeah, like you can't compare, you know, my business, your business and all that stuff, but it's good to hear you break it down that way. Like how much runway do you have? But what, how long, how many months can that last you? That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. So now that you know that you have this debt and all this stuff, or say that you want to get out of it, what are some ways that people should? Is it, should, should it be like a big lump sum when you have it, just save up till you hit that amount or should you do little payments toward it? Great. Um, what do you suggest for that? Great question. So I have a debt payoff method that I teach in my program, Six Figure Saver. And my philosophy is save first, pay off debt last. And it's because of what I just told you, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to pay off all your debt, have zero cash left, and then end up being forced back into debt because you don't have cash. That just yeah. perpetuates the debt cycle that never ends. And unfortunately, that debt cycle is so vicious because it feels responsible. We're sitting here like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm being a good, responsible adult. I'm paying off my debt. Meanwhile, actually, you're just keeping yourself in the debt cycle. Yes, Which totally sucks because then you feel like, I'm doing everything right. Why am I stuck in debt? Why can't I get out of this? Or you may feel hopeless and just feel like, I guess I'm just the kind of person who's always going to be stuck in debt. It sucks. Mm -hmm. So save first. Pay off debt last. Here's how I recommend doing that. I want you to constantly be saving in your business. And if you have questions about that, go listen to part one of our podcast together because we talk a lot about that. It's such a good one. (laughs) But what I want you to do is put your debt on minimum payments. Put your debt on minimum payments while you're saving so that we never miss a payment, right? We don't want to screw up your credit score. In the meanwhile, while your debt is on minimum payments, and I mean minimum payments, that's it. Then I want you to save up the rest. When you hit, I like to say about two months of business expenses in your business bank account, in your business working capital, but again, that's going to be slightly nuanced, about two months. So let's say two months of business expenses for me is $20,000. Anything over that amount, I'm going to do as an extra lump sum towards the debt. So let's say I have $20,000 in my working capital, and then Stripe pays out another $5,000. Ooh, woohoo, great. Now my working capital is full. In theory, my checking account is also full. Now I have 5,000 extra dollars on top of those. Now I'm going to re-divert that towards the debt. So maybe that pays off a 5K lump sum of it. And then Mm. let's say I pay myself, I pay some other things, and now my working capital is down to 15K. Now I'm going to wait until it's back above 20K to send my next lump sum. This is how I recommend doing it. A lot of my clients, what they end up doing is they end up paying off their debt in one click or maybe two. The lump sum Mm -hmm. method really speeds it up. And if you are feeling neutral about it, you won't be in a rush. And when you're not in a rush, you'll be more calm. You'll be more creative in making money. And you'll most likely be able to make more money and pay off the debt faster than if I can't tell you how many times I see clients who come to me and they're like, okay, so like my launch is coming up or I have a big, you know, call with a potential client and I'm really nervous and and I ask, okay, well, why are you nervous? What's your goal? And they're like, well, I just really want to pay off debt before the end of the year. And I'm like, pause. Notice how you really wanting to pay off debt before the end of the year is adding so much pressure that you're spinning in your marketing. And you're probably not going to perform as well on that sales call or in that launch. And then you're probably going to make less money. And then you're going to feel extra bad. (laughs) Versus what if we just said, 
The debt will get paid off when it gets paid off according to that cash flow waterfall. I don't have to feel bad about it. I can just be creative and be myself and be my awesome, amazing self in my business. You're most likely going to make more money. I see it time and time and time again. Absolutely. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And just hearing that, it sounds so nice. Like, it's so simple, right? Like, just be neutral. Like, just be <laughs> I know, in theory, it. it's and easy for me to it's say. Theory, right? It's so easy. Is there, and I know we're talking about mindset and stuff too, and a little bit of strategy. We're kind of mixing yeah. both in here. But is there something that you would tell someone maybe to dive a little deeper to help them neutralize? Because I think as business owners, I don't know, like, I feel like we play around with bigger numbers. Like, like we talked about, like, our accounts fluctuate 10K a day or something like that. If, like, oh, I'm just going to pay off my car, pay off a, my labor medical bill. And I mean, they're large lump sum payments. But I also think I've been doing this long enough. I do think I'm in a neutral phase, yeah. in that neutral stage that it doesn't phase me as much because I think I know how that goes. Yeah. But I've definitely been at a point where $1,000, I can't, you know what I mean? I don't want to pay that right now. And I've, I've had stress around it. How can someone take baby steps, right? right? Like towards neutralizing. And I know we talked a little bit about that, but mindset wise. It would depend on what you're nervous about. So if you're nervous about making Mm -hmm. the payment and letting go of your cash, like you just said, a thousand dollars, I don't want that to leave my account. Uh Absolutely. Let's take a look what's happening. Why are you nervous about sending a thousand dollars to your credit card? What are you worried will happen? Because you're nervous because you think something bad will happen, right? What's the bad thing you think will happen? Let's name it. I always say specificity is the enemy of fear. When you're vague, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm really nervous about sending $1,000. That doesn't tell us anything useful other than you're nervous. Let's keep following that though. Why are you nervous? What are you afraid will actually happen? If that happened, what would be the ramifications, right? Let's actually air it all out. And I recommend doing a best case, worst case scenario plan. So for the worst case scenario, you write down, okay, if I send $1,000 to my credit card, the worst case scenario is that then two of my clients have failed payments, then someone asks for a refund, then I have $0 left in my account, then I have to pull money from my personal savings to run my business, then I have to cut my own, like go crazy, let your brain go all the way wild and write that on one column on a piece of paper. And then on the other column, say, if that happened, I would, if I sent $1,000 to my credit card and two people asked for refunds, I would blank. I would reinstate my refund policy or I would let them go and focus on getting two new clients. Like what would you do? Create a contingency plan for everything, every wild worst case scenario your brain is serving you. Have that on a piece of paper, put it away. Now we're done. Now you have a plan. And ideally you create this worst case scenario plan before you're in it so that you have a little bit of perspective. Because when we're in it, it can feel very overwhelming, right? So we want to create this plan now. Then what's the best case scenario? If I send $1,000 to my credit card this month, the best case scenario is that I pay $100 less in interest and I get three more clients and da, 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 da. Spend more time in your best case scenario once you have your worst case scenario contingency plan. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, how can I create the best case scenario? knowing if the worst case happens, I have a plan. That's one thing that I would say is if you're in like the fear of actually paying the debt, fear of letting go of cash. If you're in the, Gina, you're telling me to feel neutral about my debt, but I don't feel neutral at all. In fact, I feel deep, deep, deep shame. I would say in that scenario, 
I don't know if we talked about this in in the first episode. Did we talk about the definition of shame? I don't think so. Oh, it's good. It's good, <laughs> y'all. It's we'll so hear it. good. Okay, here's the definition from Google of the word shame. Shame is a feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So there's two parts. The feeling of humiliation or distress. We all know that shame feeling. It sucks. Mm-hmm. If you, yep. Like you feel it in your body. Oh, yeah. But the second part of the definition is so interesting. Caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Meaning I'm feeling the bad feeling because I'm conscious, meaning I believe I did something bad. Mm-hmm. Or foolish. So in order to feel shame, I have to believe I did something bad. So coming back to debt, in order to feel ashamed of your debt, you have to believe that your debt is bad. So when you believe that your debt is not bad or good, it's just debt, the feeling can dissipate. Now, it may take your brain a little bit of convincing, right? You may say, okay, Gina, intellectually, I'm on board, like debt is neutral, whatever but like, I just can't get there. That's okay. That's probably because you've been conditioned for your whole life to believe that. Exactly. Exactly. So what you're going to do is you're going to get on board that you didn't do anything foolish. And then you're going to find evidence. And I recommend um, in a notebook, I like to have a little like evidence bank. Every time you find a shred of evidence, you're going to write it down like a lawyer in your little evidence bank. What are all the reasons why your debt doesn't mean you did anything foolish? What are all the reasons why your debt represents you being very intelligent or you being very proactive? Mm-hmm. Ask your brain to start finding these shreds of evidence and the feeling will slowly dissipate, right? Again, it, this isn't going to happen overnight. Yeah. Baby steps. This is great. Baby steps. Absolutely. But if you're feeling like very, very far away from neutral, those are two approaches I would recommend. Oh, those are such great approaches too. And yeah, we have this this mentality that, like you said, if we think it's bad, that shame is going to be attached to it. And that's just, that goes back to like what we talked about in the very, the very first thing, the difference between good and bad. There's not good or bad. It's just expensive or cheap. (laughs) And that's exactly it. And that's just such a good, like tie around to just like wrap everything together. I feel like that's just such a good, good way of thinking about it and really good just baby steps for someone to take too. Oh, it's so great. Do you have any like last piece of advice for anyone around debt in general? Well, I wanted to tell a story of my debt payoff this year because I think it's helpful to hear how it may happen in real life. Yeah, let's hear it. Because I have, let's see, this year I'm on track to make 500K, which is amazing. So exciting. So fun. And it's easy to think like, oh, the more money I earn in my business, the less I'll need to use debt. Like, cause I'll have more money, right? Sure. Wrong. Well, it's wrong. wrong. It's so wrong. It's the more, more money you have. Make, well, and this has been true for me. It's not necessarily true for every business, but the more money I've made in my business, the more inconsistent my cash flow gets. And so there's lots of times where I'm like, okay, I know in two months I'm gonna make a lot of money, but right now. Uh, mm-hmm. things are, crun- it's, it's getting squeezed, mm-hmm. right? We're getting squeezed. And this happened, especially for me in January of 2023. I made $9,600 in cash. I spent $25,000. Where did I spend that money from? I drained my savings. I used all of my business, my working capital, which is what it's there for. But then I still had extra that I needed to accommodate for. So I ended up putting it on my business credit card. 
And then um, February, I made a lot more money, but not enough to pay off the debt. I actually still had to use a little bit of debt. And I invested in a five-figure mastermind. And then in March, I didn't make any money or not any new money, Mm -hmm. I should say. And then in April, I had a launch. So I ended up racking up about $45,000 of debt over the course of Q1. And I did that on purpose. The, The reason was I was switching my business from an evergreen model where I'm constantly selling my services to a launch model where you can only buy my services five times a year. And I knew that by switching my business model, it would cause, mm-hmm. first of all, I had to learn as a CEO how to market in that yeah. way. It was going to, there's a learning curve, right? There is. Yep. And I knew I would figure it out and I knew what my business needed. So I knew that there was no expenses that needed to be cut. So I ended up using debt on purpose and I followed the exact strategy that I told you guys earlier. I waited until my working capital was full again. Once it was full, I was able to pay off the debt in in lump sums. And I remember in May, I was at the Newark airport in Newark, New Jersey, about to board a flight to Italy with my husband. And I log into my, my bank account and I see that I have weight, like all of these payments came in at once. And I was like, oh my God, I'm flush with cash. And I had my two, three months. I can't remember exactly how much I needed at that point. Two, three months of savings in my savings account. I logged into my credit card accounts. I have two of them, two business credit cards. And I just paid both of them in full while in line for TSA. I closed my phone. I went to Italy. We moved on. And so it was such a neutral experience for me to just be Mm. like, oh, my account says I can afford this now. I will do this now. And then I'm going to go on vacation. Goodbye. And like, I didn't make the fact that I was in debt for Q1 and most of Q2 mean I was failing. Mm -hmm. If I had, I don't think I'd be sitting here saying, I'm about to make 500K this year. I probably wouldn't have hit my income goal because if I had added so much pressure to myself to pay off the debt as quickly as possible, I wouldn't have given myself the time to figure out my new business model because I wasn't rushing myself. So I just want to use that as an example of, I'm not just sitting here saying this to you guys because I think it's what you should do. It's because I've seen it work for so many of my clients and it's what has worked for me. And I feel in a hundred percent control, right? And you can too, no matter how, no matter if you're making your first 10 K in business, or if you're making 500 K or a million, you can feel the same calm feeling throughout. Oh, that is, that's such a good story too, to help people tie it all together and realize it and see like what can come about of having that mindset toward it and how to allocate all these, these the, your funds and all of that stuff. So Thank you so much for that story, Gina. That was so awesome. Oh, I knew part two was going to be amazing. <laughs> I love it because you're amazing. And we so love talking I'm about so, that. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's a good topic. It's, it it's good, some, something good to talk about so that we can all feel like release that shame 
release all of that and know that it's just cheap or expensive. It's not good or bad. We all have it. How are we going to navigate it and how we're going to use it to our benefit to help our business grow? And so I think this was a really awesome combo. And I will say too, like debt is the, I don't know if I said this, debt is the number one wealth building tool in America. Makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can use debt to get access to capital to make more money. And so if you have that mentality, I urge you to think about like all the biggest companies you know, all the most flashiest business people you know, they're all leveraging debt. This is a skill that you can learn. It's not something that you have to work as hard as possible to pay off as quickly as possible. It's a skill that you can learn. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, thank you so much, Gina. This was, again, a new, it's going to be an amazing episode as always. But why don't you tell everybody where we can find you again? So you can find me at www.ginanox.co. I teach my debt strategy in my 12-month program, Six Figure Saver, which is a savings program for entrepreneurs with variable income. We help you save your first $1,000, then $10,000, then $100,000 while in debt if you want. What with variable income, the whole shebang. And you can find me on Instagram at Gina Knox. That's where I like to hang out the most. Yay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gina. This was awesome. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did. Gina is just a wealth of knowledge. She is so knowledgeable about all of this. And it's really helpful just to hear different perspective and insight on debt and how we can go about tackling it. So if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure to screenshot it and share it to your stories and take me at Rachel Traxler and at Gina Knox so that we can see which episodes you're loving the most and then also share the love in return. But thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you so much. And as always, keep shining and we'll see you next time.